Horror. Welcome, True Believers, back to True Believers, the podcast where there's never enough to be said about the MCU. I am Ray Russo, and I have with me Chris O'Connor. You do have me with you. Glad to be here with you. Unfortunately, like in episode one, we are missing our beloved Becca Raybergen today. Yeah. Uh, she's okay. She's just not feeling well enough to record with us. Yeah. So. Slight podcast malfunction. How are you? <laughs> it happens yep 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 so we're gonna <sighs> pretend like we weren't just 30 seconds ago talking about the first episode because the first two came out at once and we watched them back to back yeah yeah so if you felt like you had to like space out like how often you listen to us we're gonna just sort of like take this moment to to assume that you didn't just listen to what we said about episode one and then say, previously on WandaVision. <laughs> previously on WandaVision, it was I Love Lucy. And now we're moving into 60s sitcoms. And this episode, you can see, was really um, influenced by Bewitched and I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah. I have to say, I was a little disappointed that the uh, MCU, like, you know, the logo fanfare didn't, cha- didn't change again. It was just the standard Aww. MCU fanfare, which was still good to see. You know, it's nice, but uh, I was like, oh, they didn't do anything like 60s and special with it. But that's okay. Alas. Yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't always have to be special. I mean, it is always special, but. It is always special. Yeah. So open up on the, up on the house and. Uh, do ah! we see right away that it's a different house or are they, or do we I go think- straight to their bedroom? I think we go straight into the bedroom, and which we which we didn't see in the first episode. I think right. I think it just starts in the bedroom, and then we'll get a shot of the in house. Separate like, beds, yeah, in separate beds. You know, like all uh, blissfully married couples, they just spend <laughs> as much time as far away from each other as possible. <laughs> you do not share a bed; it is not allowed. We do not talk about such things. The babies are brought by the stork. Yeah, 50s and 60s TV was it was super different before we were born. Like stuff mm-hmm. was stuff was weird back then. Like you watch stuff on like uh TV Land or Nick TV Land is its own thing now, right? It's it's separated completely from Nickelodeon and it's like its own channel. Yeah, it's its own thing, but it's like not that I have original, cable. I know. It's full of original programming and stuff and what? I'm like no. What? Where, no. So where where do I go to watch these old shows? Like I'm a Nick at Night baby. F Troop and and Get Smart and uh uh the one with the twins. Uh Patty Duke show? 
I don't know. So we start off with this banging sound coming from the outside there. Yeah, there's banging going on. (laughs) There's banging going on in the bedroom, but it's not what it should be. (laughs) Damn it. And the first thought that occurred to me, I'm like, is this banging coming from outside the TV world? Is this? (sighs) I don't know. I'm not sure we we don't we haven't seen enough yet to sort of know how the physics work here, but we know that whatever we're watching, uh, Darcy and other people at Sword are watching. Um, right, I, we assume it's Darcy, but uh, other people Sword we know mm-hmm. Sword is watching. So yes. people are watching this and taking notes, just like you and I were watching and taking notes. <laughs> uh, I don't and- I don't imagine anybody's like banging on the TV and that's having any sort of effect. No, but it definitely sounds like something just dis- is disrupting. This it's a disruption of this world that they are yeah. in right now, yeah. and you know you have that very cute like vision going to check, but he gets scared, <laughs> and, and like he's the, not super which, powerful. Are you using your night vision vision? All right, yeah, and, and it's a, it's a gag. It's cute. It's yeah. fairly classic sitcom situation, yeah. but. When there's one of the sounds, she gets frightened and brings the beds together. Yep, yep. And then eventually fuses them into one bed. And this is one of the little bewitched things I took notes on, is that Darren and Samantha were the, uh, Darren and Samantha on Bewitched were the first live-action TV couple to share a bed where the actors themselves were not married. <clears throat> so weird. So- I know. Ugh. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, I got more for you as this episode goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and, um, but yeah, before uh, before they got joined together, like he was saying something about like, uh, so the banging is going on. They're trying to figure out what it is. And she like snaps her fingers like, oh, it's just branches, just branches at the window. That's mm-hmm. all. It's just these Oh, branches. also, he heard rumors of scary, of like scary ne'er-do-wells. people who moved into the na- ne'er-do-wells who have moved into the neighborhood. And mom is just like, bitch, they're talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> you mean people who can move through walls and float things with their mind? I was like, well, no. <laughs> she seems very hyper aware that they don't belong. But she wants yeah, to belong. And, she very much wants yeah. to. Yeah. And like she mentioned that in the first episode, like when with the apron, and she's like, I'm, you know, I want to fit in. Like Vision like is often questioning things that are happening, but she's constantly saying, like, we're gonna make this work. This is gonna we're gonna fit in. This is, you know, mm-hmm. we're fine. Like, she's scared of people asking questions. She doesn't she's like it when vi- they're like, yeah. when they were like, where did you come from? What's going on? You mm-hmm. know, like, it, where's your husband? Oh, he's a normal human man. You know, that, that, <laughs> and that tall. Thing. Yeah, he is pretty tall. Or she's pretty short. I think it's mostly that Paul Bettany's pretty tall. Patrick's hair, the, op- uh, the cold open. And then we get the really cute animated opening, which is very, like, bewitched, very I Dream of Genie. Yeah. And just like the normal getting up and getting started for the day, sort of. That was like... There's not much to... Like, there were some... Like, uh, the lyrics on the first one, like, he, she's a magical gal, he's a man that's not quite real, or something like that. So there were more lyrics to that one, and this one's just more like... Which so the, the theme for the first one was, like, an explanation of the story. Yeah, and the theme here is just a opening theme of they're getting ready. They're just going about their day. This is what a normal day for them looks like. 
passing by all their neighbors. <clears throat> you see more people. Um, <clears throat> did we? It. Hmm. There's a question in his work in the first episode. Uh, in his office, were there any uh, people of color? Norm's a person of color. Oh, yeah, that's true. Although <laughs> it was in black and white, so it's kind of hard to tell. But uh, um, but the actor, the actor yeah. is I forget exa- his exact nationality, but yeah, we we definitely get more people of color in this episode. Yeah, and you get you get them right like they're in the intro there, and like mm-hmm. I guess it's like they're driving past the the all the other houses, and you see all their neighbors, all these people that we're going to see throughout the episode, and presumably mm-hmm. throughout later episodes. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Although uh, and- was uh, was mm-hmm. um. Geraldine, was she in the intro? Yes, she was. She was she in, was in the, the intro. She was in the grocery store scene. Right, right. Where you can s- there were a couple of really good Easter eggs in this opening. One right. of them's in the grocery store. There's a sign for Bova Milk. <laughs> which <laughs> you is a term. You want to tell uh, them or should I tell them? I'll tell them. Okay, you do so, it. Before before they were with the Maximoff family, like when they were first born, um, <clears throat> they had a nursemaid named Bova, who, <laughs> who was a cow person. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, she's like they live. They grew up on like a, a weird snowy mountain, Wondagore Mountain in Transia. <laughs> the the cow woman raised them <laughs> since we're on this i'll go to the next one the next one is there's a little figurine on a counter that looks like a long forgotten hero uh wizard who was um oh, <laughs> yeah before they were with the maximoffs they were with an american family and, uh, yeah they're adopted so the yeah, who then gave them up. Yeah. Um, and Wizard was their father, or like their and adopted who, dad. And 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 his wife was Miss America? Yes! Yes, she was! And they were, in, they were a part of the team called the All Winners? Was I'm not sure. All- I'm going to take... It was something what, about that. It, I remember when I read it, I was like, this is insane. And... <laughs> The most the most insane part was. Do you remember how the wizard got his power? So the wizard is basically the Flash. Basically, you know, he's 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 Quicksilver and the Flash. He's like superhuman fast, but he got his powers from an irradiated mongoose bite. (laughs) 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 Quick as a mongoose on radiation. Were they overseas doing missionary work or something like that? I feel I, like this is very... I don't know. I don't... I don't know. <laughs> but there's a reason nobody's heard of the wizard in a long time. <laughs> and then there's also, um, in the basement, as he's, like, floating down, like, getting ready for his day, you can see, like, in a crawl space under the house, there is Grim Reaper's helmet. Uh. Vision sort of brother the, the so, human that he was patterned after his brother like it's yeah so so in the comics the vision was made by ultron and some scientist and they used like the body of the human of the original oh, human torch oh. which and was the mind this, of simon williams the mind of simon williams uh who they also cloned and made like into wonder man or something so simon williams got like split and they used one part of his mind 
to be like the sort of base that they made mm-hmm. vision on. And the other one got, got to be his own body and it was Wonder Man. We open up in their living room, which is a completely different living room. There are now stairs yeah, in that living more, room. It's more complex. There's more to it. So it's obviously from the inside, a different set, a different house. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, what happened? <laughs> but he is dressed as a wizard. He is dressed as illusion. Yep. And Wanda is his assistant glamour, and they are going to put on a magic show to raise money for the children. For the children. Well, they don't say it like for the children. No, they're like, it's, it's the it's neighborhood fundraiser. fundraiser. It's a na- it's, yeah, it's a neighborhood fundraiser. We got we to gotta make a good impression and fit in. We're, we're the Westview fitter inners. But I was so caught up in the whole illusion and glamour reference. Yeah. Because yeah. in the comics, illusion and glamour are their friends. Like they're a they're, separate set yeah. of people. They're friends and neighbors, illusion and glamour. Like their names are Ilya and um, Glennis. Glennis. And uh, they are people with superpowers, very much like um, Wanda and, and Vision's powers. Like uh, they can go intangible or change like the molecular makeup of. They have powers that would allow them to be heroes if they wanted to be. Um, but they're, but they're co- jewel thieves. <laughs> they're jewel th- Yeah, they're jewel thieves. But their cover is that they are magicians. They're stage magicians, illusion and glamour. And uh, that that was a so this a, a was like nice a great nod. little nod to that. But I was so caught up in that that I missed the design on the cabinet of mysteries, and somebody else had to point it out to me later. And what is the design on the cabinet of mysteries? It well, some people have said it looks like Vision using that like solar beam from his forehead, which yeah, it's called the solar beam in the comics, and all I can think of like with solar beam is Bulbasaur. <laughs> it is a Pokemon attack. Vision, use solar beam. The other thing that it looks like is the Mind Stone exploding. So, you know. Um, true. true. <laughs> yeah. Make, trivializing their own tra- his, her own trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, and just trying, a little. Trying to, make, trying to make light of it. Trying to, you know, wrap it into the reality and, and not worry about it. And this episode is structured, like, pretty interestingly. Because they each have, like, these separate scenes with the neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like, she has the planning committee for the talent show and he has the neighborhood watch meeting mm-hmm. which i think just kind of gives each of them time to sort of show how they are in relation to the people around them yeah yeah so he uh so like they, they finish their their practice and he's like oh here's your outfit for later she's like oh that's your outfit <laughs> like, well obviously it's not but anyway so we fit in they split off he puts on his sweater Whatever it is, he goes off to do his thing. He puts on his fancy sweater and he goes off to the library, the public library. Uh, And she, like, walks out and we can see very clearly. She hears more banging. She hears more banging, which is what leads her outside. And And she finds... we get the first shot of the house. Yeah, we see the house. And there's a helicopter in full color sitting in the bushes. See, that's... A little toy helicopter. I could see that it was a toy helicopter, but I couldn't see that it was in color. Like, I couldn't, that didn't mean anything to me. So, like, when it was just a shot of a toy helicopter, I was like, okay, it's a toy helicopter. I guess, you know, neighbor kids. Yeah, I know. So, it's in full color. Mm. It's red and yellow. So, like, vaguely Iron Man-y looking colors. Mm. And when she picks it up, I couldn't read everything that was on it, but you can see the sword logo. Yeah. And that, so that, that means something. It's like, where did it come from? Yeah, and she has that moment, like, looking up at the window. And it kind of like this, I mean, in conjunction with what we get later, kind of, I, I think I know what happened here or what, what's, what's going on. Like, we want to 
You want to just say it now or, or save it for? Uh, no, no. Um, do you think someone's sending her a sign? No, I think that that, co- I think as we, as we sort of like, well, we didn't establish anything, but as we said in our last episode, we think this is a real place that pre- that already existed and they've come in and they're sort of, they've messed with it. They're, they're sort of in control of the area and the people in it. I think that this chopper tried to fly in. I think this chopper tried to come in and it, that, and that was the banging. And when she used her magic and revealed like, oh, it was just the trees. Actually, she used her magic and just made it something appropriate for this idyllic suburban neighborhood. And she turned it into a toy. That temple. makes so much and whoever, sense. And whoever was, and whoever was in the chopper is just a part of the cast now. Ah. Well, this is when um, Agnes shows back up with her pet yep. rabbit, Senior Scritches, I think. Senior Scratchy? Senior Scratchy, I think. Scratchy? Scritches? Scratchy, scratchy, scratchy? Something. It's adorable. Scratchy. It's a the rabbit. rabbit played Baby Jesus. Yeah, um, she's, she's got a rabbit. But um, so now they're headed off to the planning committee meeting and she's hyping up this woman Dottie like Dottie is the key to everything in this neighborhood all of the suburban all the trappings of suburban life and reputation and your reputation and everything runs through Dottie yeah yeah her roses bloom on pain of death yeah (laughs) and uh (laughs) is there something wrong with what I'm wearing so anyways they they go off to the planning committee and it's 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 Anya. <laughs> it's yeah. It's Stepford wife Dottie. Stepford wife Anya Emanuela Jenkins, born on the fourth of July. And don't think there weren't jerks about that, Mister, because there were. I'm a normal human woman. <laughs> if anyone knows anything about pretending to be human, it should be her. But yeah, yeah, and you know, not for nothing, she's doing a great job. Is like you know the sort of per- perfect housewife with her big house and. Like this awning out in the backyard and the pool with the kids in it and the fans. Of, oh, man, this is so ridiculous. And then, and you know, she's like cutting and awful to everyone there. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And Agnes is like trying to pass alcohol to everybody. How can you How do this any- sober? And um, we meet. Uh, she introduces, her, introduces herself as Geraldine. She laughs. She's like, ah, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah, it's like, what? How did I get here? What's going on? Oh, I'm Geraldine. Does she kind of falter on her name? She does falter on her name. Yeah. So it's like, this isn't your name. This isn't but your like name. But like her, her, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like that could have been played off as just like, <laughs> I really don't fit in with this crowd. Um, Suburbia, let's make it work. <laughs> or it could be that she doesn't remember anything before the past few moments. Yeah, that's entirely possible. And uh that's kind of, and as I said earlier, I kind of think that's that's what's going on here. I'm I'm pretty sure this is our uh this is our helicopter pilot from Sword and she got sucked into the simulation so to speak. Yeah, that uh that makes a lot of sense. Um pants are peachy keen. Peachy keen. Oh, she's so cute and I love her hair. Mm. Uh, she like every shot I have seen of Tayana, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, of Monica. <laughs> yeah, Monica Rambo. We know who she is. We like, know who she is. We we don't need to. Let's, we don't need to play too cute about you know the fact that we've been reading IMDb and we're aware of the cast thing. Like this is this is this is Monica Rambo. She we met her in Captain Marvel as a little girl in the nineties. 
So by 2020, 2023, she is a fully grown adult woman doing a job and the job that she wanted to do when she was a kid, she wants to go to space like her Auntie Carol. Um, so she's mm. probably involved in sword stuff. Something. Yep. But anyways, you have that like really creepy um, uh, hot fuzz moment where they're talking about the fundraiser for the children. And it's like, sounds yeah. like for the greater good. Yeah, that's, that is the first time <laughs> they do that. There is like for the children. And I like, yeah, and, you know, our, our, our protagonist, Wanda, is the one who wants to fit in the most is, like, sticking out like a sore thumb. She's like, oh, yeah, for the children. And Dottie's like, <laughs> and then, like, you know, yeah. give, yourself, give yourselves a big hand. And she's got, like, a cookie in her mouth. And she does the thing. It's, like, it's so cute. She's, she's like a so human cute. cartoon. And I'm just like, Wanda, do not feel bad. This is not a life you actually want to live. So, anyway, Vision has his meeting with yeah. the... Uh, so the, at the, the neighbor, the neighborhood watch committee, and he, like, you know, uh, yeah, he instantly goes in with uh, what the first they try and like keep him out of it, and he he's like, oh yeah, so new business, and he's like, uh, yeah, and then he has some immediate like practical and important and and meaningful questions about security and you know neighborhood watch and like how do you interface mm-hmm. with law enforcement, what are our stances on these various offenses, and you know do, what how yeah. are the patrols staggered, and what do you do. And they're just like, we eat donuts, bunch of suburban death. We eat donuts in the library to get away from our wives. That's what we're doing. It's a sitcom. And, and like the hot gossip that they have is like, this dad didn't build his treehouse. He bought it prefab. And Ooh. this guy's bowling trophies come from a yard sale. Scandalous. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Vision, he's, he's doing his level best and he tries to, to fit in. And and he's like, oh well, I've got some hot gossip. And just the way he does this, Norm here's a communist. <laughs> I was like, but the thing is, it's like Vision is like, okay, scandal. This would be an actual legitimate scandal in the suburbs in the sixties, like full on red scare. Yeah, yeah. but they I mean, all they, are like, this is so extreme that it has to be a joke. Yeah, yeah, it, it, which is it, how they rationalize it to themselves. And it's not the first time the show like makes direct reference of it. Like in the first episode, we don't break bread with Bolsheviks, which you know, right. that's some, actually that's some nice alliteration. Break bread with Bolsheviks. I don't know if this is a communist joke or a Wanda's color scheme joke, but Vision gets offered a piece of big red gum, which he takes and for mastication. He's... Oh, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> which so I, we... I don't know. Like, is that a joke they would have been able to get away with in the 60s? I have I, no idea. I don't know, like, um, how, you know, because I haven't really watched any of those old shows since I was a little kid. And, some, mm. and like, a joke about mastication versus masturbation isn't the sort of thing that I would have gotten when I was, like, 10. Yeah. But, and I haven't, like, watched any of those old shows since then, so I don't know if that's the sort of pun they would have been able to get away with in, like, 64 or 66. Yeah. I mean... Well, hmm. anyways, um, so we know Vision can't eat or drink. Yeah. He says as much in this scene, but he's like, it's just chewing gum. Yeah. Except- what it, What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> well, <laughs> we're about to find out. Yeah, he gets slapped on the back and uh, swallows it, and you get the little sort of, <laughs> the same style animation where you see the gum like go down, <laughs> down his esophagus into his guts, and in his guts he's just got a bunch of gears, and they're gummed <laughs> up. It gums up his gears. Oh, what a play on words. And then you get a v- this 
next scene <clears throat> where Wanda stayed behind to help clean up because helping clean up is like something that will ingratiate her with Dottie. Um, and she knows she's like, she can tell that they're not vibing on her. Uh, and she's like, trying harder I, to get in with the matriarch. Exactly. She's like, I don't want to cause anyone any harm. Mm-hmm. And Dottie's just straight up. I don't believe you. I've heard things about you. Dottie, yeah, I, I'm not sure what Dottie's situation is, and we'll see more of it during the talent show. But her demeanor, like, whereas, like, Mrs. Hart in the first episode, like, when she was, like, saying stop it, like, she seemed scared and, like, worried mm-hmm. about things. Dottie doesn't seem, she seems concerned. And she seems kind of, like, mad about, like, just concerned and, like, sort of ready. She doesn't seem She's scared. She's maybe... I think she's, I mean, a little bit scared, not the same way, because she does have, like, a look in her eyes as things start to go wrong, because things start to go wrong really quickly here. Yeah, when the radio you starts hear, playing, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda, Wanda, 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 Vision, Wanda, yeah, yeah, from the beginning, like, you know, if you, if you just <laughs> listen a little differently, Wanda and Rhonda, yeah. They sound really similar, but you also, that is, that is 100% Agent Wu calling her over the radio like i am yeah i am 99.999 percent sure that that is randall park's voice it, yeah definitely sounds like him and he's saying uh like wanda who's doing this to you mm. that's all he's saying it's like just wanda wanda mm. who's doing this to you wanda and then wanda, and then the gl- yeah. the glass shatters and again yeah she crushes um, it in her own hand another thing that probably was you weren't able to notice it because Certain things in TV are not accessible. The blood is red. Oh, okay. So everything else is still in grayscale except the blood on her hand. Oh, interesting. So Which I'm real. just like, uh, so, so that's real. So maybe that's like you know she's a real person. This is you know she's mm-hmm. she's actually there, and she was like as the radio like that that thing was happening. Like you could tell she was also scared of, of whatever was happening, and like her fear reaction was to crush the glass in her hand. Yeah. I mean, if if Get she's a resident, right if she's a resident of this neighborhood mm-hmm. before, like before the magic took hold, maybe she has enough sense to know that something is going on. Yeah. And that's something that something that's going on started when they moved in. She might not know what it is. I think the neighborhood that they moved into is in some way special. It's <laughs> like it already was something special. Um, I saw something online that I wasn't really sure about because I haven't really watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but somebody pointed out that the guy who plays Norm was also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as some character that, like, went into witness protection. And if oh. that's and if that's the case, then it's possible huh. that, like, this is some sort it's of... It's all gov- connected! It is, yeah. Hashtag it's all connected. And, you know, we'll, we'll sort of look dig into that a little further, but if... You know, Norm is some guy who existed on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and went into witness protection. Maybe this whole neighborhood is some sort of, like, witness protection, sort of safety neighborhood for people that are being protected from all kinds of crazy crap that's going on. Which would make Dottie possibly something, you know, someone dangerous. So I was debating whether or not to bring this up in this episode or wait until we had more contact with S.H.I.E.L.D. or S.W.O.R.D. rather um outside of just logos yeah but i found something online and it's clearly like it is clearly put out by marvel it has all like the 
demarcations of a Marvel official like promo art or whatever. Yeah. And it has sword. But the acronym isn't the same as it is in the comics. The acronym is Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Division. So if you're right, if this neighborhood is filled with people who are potentially uh, powered in some way, Mm -hmm. it could make sense that this, like, agency was looking after them and something has gone wrong. Yeah, that is interesting. Sentient weapon. And so in the MCU, that would be, let's see, uh, Jarvis, the Iron Legion, his suits, Ultron, um, to a lesser and cheaper extent, the Hammer Drones. But Wanda, I I would call Wanda a sentient weapon as well. I mean, it's really an extension of what was said about her in Civil War when there's that scene where Steve confronts Tony on illegally detaining Wanda at the compound. Mm -hmm. And Tony's just like, she's not a U.S. citizen and they don't grant visas to weapons of mass destruction. So you can kind of see that the world was already sort of dehumanizing her because they were afraid of her. Yeah. That makes sense. It is a, it's a complicated issue to have to parse out. It's a good thing that it's a good thing that people can't actually on their own be more lethal than all the handguns in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that would that would be a complicated philosophical and ethical uh, uh, problem to untangle. Well, uh, then we get our next uh, commercial break. Yeah. Where it's the same, a, it's the same two people, right? That were in the first yes. commercial, yeah. Same guy, same, same woman. So, don't know what their I, situation I, uh, is. I have a thought. What you thought? I have a thought. Well, first, I want to address the fact that this is for a Strucker watch, and Strucker is from another uh, that says Hydra on it, like it says Hydra, it has the Hydra logo. Mm-hmm. He'll make time for you. It's like, he was the one <laughs> in charge of the experiments, so yeah. clearly, this was. Between this and then, like, potentially the Stark Industries toaster bomb, these commercials seem to be revisiting super traumatic moments in Wanda's life. Yep. Yep. And so my theory is if we're dealing with all of Wanda's trauma, what two adult figures could possibly be caught up in all of her childhood trauma? Maybe her parents. But they were both killed, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the people, like, who are in these ads Uh, might might be visual representations. Visual representations of Django and Maria Maximoff. The other thing I noticed on the rewatch was the watch says Swiss made, and all I heard in my head was Zola going, first correction, I am Swiss. So, anyways, now we go back to the magic show, and this is just classic comedy of errors where Vision shows up and he's effectively drunk. Yep. Which uh, I think that they, in a lot of shows in the 60s, they would have that magically happen or like somebody would be poisoned or something because they didn't want to. I'm not sure how much they were willing to show people actually drinking back then, but I'm pretty sure that. They would have like, you know, like Fred Flintstone would be affected by a spell or something or Dick Van Dyke would get hit in the head or. Yeah. And this is just the level of ridiculousness that this was played at. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I I feel like Paul Bettany was 
the most himself in this scene than anything Very else much, we have. When he gets when he pops up on the stage, he's like, "Hello, Westview." You know what? You know what popped into my head? A movie that I recently re- rewatched and had forgotten about: A Knight's Tale, where he's like, yeah. uh, where he's the uh, where he's the the, bar, the the announcer and the bard or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, his his hype man. And I was just like, "It's that guy." It was a lot of fun. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun there. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my god, poor Wanda, as Vision is like, with the gum gumming up his works, is like using all of his abilities, and Wanda has to like, cover for him at every, yeah. and every she's, step she's of very, the way. She's very gamely there in the outfit, and you know, sort of like, she looks good in the outfit, but she's not like overdoing, it's very much like a 60s thing, like where Jeannie would mm-hmm. wear like Jeannie's outfit, but I mean, they didn't shoot it the way they could have, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. she's just there, just in the outfit. And then, uh, yeah, he it's is... It's there, it's skimpy, but we're not focusing on it. Yeah. And he's just, he's not able to fit in. He's hes lost. And she's, this is like her most scary moment, because like Dottie's sitting there, like judging everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, like her big concern is, you know, just making sure that they look like normal people, which... Like when they were doing the rehearsal, like she's like, oh, and, you know, in, in this world, the, the magic's supposed to be fake. You know, it's supposed yeah. to look fake or something. I'm like, why wouldn't you just do a different talent? I don't know. <laughs> don't logic. There is no logic here, Chris. No, no, no. I, I guess not. But, you know, it gave them the opportunity to sort of do what, they're, that, what they can do. And, uh, yeah, he, like, <clears throat> just drunkenly going through all the things he can do. And she's like, oh, how did you see our secret? You know. <laughs> And then it ends with, like, so first he has the floating, and she makes it look like he's on a rope. And then he yeah. lifts the piano, and she makes it a cardboard cutout. Yeah. And then uh, is the next one the, the hat? And then the mirror No, the next the, is the card trick. The, the, okay. Oh, yeah, the card trick. Is this your card? Is this your card? Is this your card? Is this, is this your card? Is it? And it's all the same. the last it, one. And it's just the guys that were, were at the neighborhood watch and the women that were at the thing. There's, like, nobody else. It's, like. A couple was like maybe twenty people tops, like the, yeah, it's like uh, it's like there's their sort of co-stars and a couple of extras that I imagine we're going to see a lot of, and it's like a very small cast. Yeah, but this like this resolves in a very um, what's it a very sitcom way where everything has gone completely wrong. They fit they they walk away feeling like they've failed. Yeah, but. They win the award for best co- like best comedy piece. And it's like everything went wrong, but you still came out on top. <laughs> yeah, like her her lines like kind of like contradicted here. She's like, This is the funniest thing we've ever had at the talent show. Here's the inaugural award. And it's like, wait a sec, so the first one? Well wait a second. It's like, has this happened exactly. before or not? It has not, has it? This is not it real. hasn't. <laughs> but it has to turn out that way because it's a sitcom. Yeah, it has yeah. to turn out that way because it's a sitcom. I like how she she like takes the time to figure out it's mm-hmm. the gum and like he pull you know they do the reverse animation pull it out mm-hmm. and then he immediately is like oh I'm not as funny without the gum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. No, but you're you for the children. So yeah, they go home. They're like oh we did it. It all worked out in the end for the and children. We did it for the children. You know I think the children could use some popcorn. And then she gets up, turns around, and she's like five months pregnant. What? What? And they have that moment where it's like, is this actually happening? And it's like... Well, yes, it is. 
But then the banging starts again. And this is when they go outside. Yeah, and the camera starts behaving differently. It's like moving with them and focusing on them and yeah. pulling in and out. It's going away from that sitcom thing. And a man in a beekeeper suit comes up out of the manhole? With bees. I, with I, bees? Yeah, I'm like, what? I, I'm i interested to see how the bee part becomes a part, uh, uh, how that's explained away. But. I've seen like so many people who are like, oh, it's AIM because AIM has the beekeeper suits. So I'm like, AIM's yeah. established in the MCU. This yeah. is not AIM. Yeah. And also when we say beekeeper suits for the AIM, that's just because it looks that way. They're not actually beekeeper suits surrounded by bees. But anyway, so they see this beekeeper and it really freaks Wanda out. And she just rewinds. Yeah, she says, nope. No. And she... They go back to the moment where, like, is this really happening? Am I really, like, suddenly five months pregnant? Yeah. And they kiss, and everything goes to Technicolor. Mm-hmm. Which, again, Bewitched. Started in black and white, switched to color. And we end with the credits rolling and, and the same the, man, uh, the same hex wipeout. Hex wipeout and yeah. some same guy from the radio going like Wanda, Wanda, what's happening? Who's beehives are hexagonal, you? right? Like beehives, like the little holes are hexagonal, aren't they? Yes. Yes. Okay. okay. I didn't make that connection, and now because mm-hmm. I have always been like in like the jump, like whenever people have been space traveling in Marvel. Oh yeah, they're hexagonal. Like they're always hexagonal, like the jump points. Yeah. Uh, also, I think that's the shape of the uh, the volcanic spires at uh, Giant's Causeway in Ireland. Like the sort of the naturally forming like rocks that are like geometric shape. It's like, a, I think it's a hexagon. All right. So we know they're being watched. We know that there is something going on that some people are suspicious. Some people are not. Um, so I, my guess for the next episode is going to be that it's going to be in the style of the Brady Bunch. Because we're moving to the 70s, right? Yeah, 70s. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I think and that's... We've seen some of her like 70s outfits in the in the trailers. Where she's very visibly pregnant. Very right? pregnant! Comedically knocks things over. <laughs> we just don't know what to expect. Thank you for tuning in, listeners. We'll be back next week with episode three of WandaVision. If you like this episode, give us a five-star review. Leave us a comment on whatever podcast platform you are listening to. We will see you next time in the 70s. That's right. I can see you. I see you. Excelsior.